appreciate you folks in the back and putting up with me tonight. I come down here to be closer to you, and I want to work with you. We're all working together tonight. No hierarchy here. Um, we're all in this together, every member ministry working together, serving the Lord, learning together, growing together, crying together, rejoicing together. Um, so tonight, <clears throat> I want to go back to what we were at Wednesday night. Lord, help me tonight to not be confusing, but help me to bring some clarity to what I believe possibly pastors, uh, leadership, elders, uh, preachers, teachers, um, Sunday school teachers, um, families, dads, moms, um, could have erred in at times, uh, not knowing, innocent, but not knowing. Um, <clears throat> but may we see maybe, humble ourselves, have teachable hearts, soft hearts, moldable hearts, uh, malleable that Christ you can continue to teach even in our older age. Help these young ones to have understanding hearts that uh, sometimes parents just don't always get it right. They certainly want to. And so may we just work together, think together, um, and walk away. Uh, as Ben Everson taught, uh, sometimes not fighting and fussing when sometimes we need to be friends over things that we should be thinking we're fighting over. Um, so may you be the great teacher from your word tonight. We praise you in Jesus' name. So I don't have time. Wednesday night, if you were here or you watched, I went through about 60 PowerPoint frames. Don't have time, nor am I going to even think about that to get to where I want to go tonight. I did condense uh, all 60 of those into about five frames tonight that we will t talk about just for a second. So you can remember, or if you don't remember, you can kind of get a semi-grasp of where I'm going tonight. Um, I really do believe that I, as a pastor, as a father, a husband, as a as person in the church, uh, have probably have made some mistakes over the years. I do believe Jesus someday when I see him, he'll probably look at me and say, well done, Brian, thou good and faithful servant, but where in the world did you come up with that one? <laughs> and maybe for all of us. And so if I can humbly teach and go through some things, maybe, maybe, just maybe, the Lord would say, oh, hmm, I got to rethink that. I got to think through that. Okay? Could you have a soft heart tonight? Could you have a teachable heart tonight? Okay. So we are looking at principles, convictions, and standards. Are they, do they all hold the same amount of importance? You better say no tonight. Uh, Bible principles are the utmost important. Convictions are very important. They're built off Bible principles. Standards are pretty important, but they're not nearly like a Bible principle. Okay? And so my hope is to help you and myself continue to clarify some things and understand sometimes we maybe have used a standard and held it up like a Bible principle where we're willing to live and die on when we shouldn't have. I've heard a lot of you already come to me and tell me, you know, what Bible principles don't change, but there are some standards. I've been a Christian for 20, 30 years. There are some standards that have changed in my life, and that very well could happen. Let's jump in here tonight and get started and I will tell you, I'm not going to have you do anything you wouldn't want to do tonight that make you feel uncomfortable. If you feel like doing some work and if you feel like getting this gray matter, working a little bit before the game later tonight or whatever you're going to do, use it tonight and have some fun. I won't call you out. We should have a couple guys with microphones ready just in case somebody wants to participate. So grab a couple of them, please, guys. All right, and uh, is this thing on? It is on. <clears throat> Let me go over a couple frames and bring you back up to speed, okay? Um, Bible principles, what are they? Do you remember this the other night? A definition of principles. A principle, principle is a Bible truth that does not change. And so what I'm saying tonight, folks, is the Word of God does not change. It is timeless. It's good for 
them in every part of history, and it's good for us now presently, and it's good for us in the future. It does not change. Okay? Got that? That's important. Bible truth does not change, right? All right. Sketch it in your mind there, okay? Secondly, definition of conviction. It is an expression of a Bible principle. Personal belief based on a principle. Look at those. Get them down. Understand them. So you're not confused here in the next couple minutes. What is a conviction? Where do they come from? You, you hear all the time, well, I'm convicted. Oh, really? Be careful when you say I'm convicted. Because it needs to be an expression of a Bible principle. It needs to be a personal belief based on a principle from the Word of God. If it isn't, don't you dare look another brother or sister in the eyes and hold it up like it is Bible truth. And judge them because that's not going on in their life. It needs to be based on a Bible principle. Okay, I'll give you a quick example here in just a second. The difference between a conviction and a preference. A lot of times we say, I'm convicted, but it is not a conviction, it is a preference. A preference is a belief or taste that a person will change. I gave the, remember the Prego, if you've been here Wednesday night? I love Prego, right, Suze? I love Prego. It is the best spaghetti sauce. Unless maybe you taste Deborah's spaghetti sauce or Jonathan's. I don't know who makes it. I don't like Hunt's near as much. That's a preference. It can change maybe five years from now. I might like Hunt's better than Prego. That's a preference. There's some different things, right? Um, I used to like Ohio better than South Carolina. Now I like South Carolina better than Ohio. (laughs) A conviction is a belief that will not change even when faced with extreme persecution. That's not a preference. That's a conviction. And convictions are based on what? Bible principles. And they don't change They hold up the tests and trials of life because they're Bible principles. Under extreme persecution, remember I gave the example Cassie, put a gun to her head, the Columbine High School shooting. You believe in Jesus. (laughs) Yes, I believe in Jesus. He kills her. So, standards. Are they necessary? Definition of standard. Now, get this. Convictions are internal, developed from Bible principles. This is where you distinguish them. A a standard is an outward, visible expression of a conviction. It's outward. It's action. Standards might change. Somebody pretty important in this church told me some of their standards have changed over the years. Standards might change, but principles do not change, folks. Your Bible doesn't change, ever. Uh, The guideline to keep my conviction. I don't care if I get you a little frustrated and upset with me, okay? After, you know, being a Christian, pastoring all these years, and I've come down here. I've not come down here. Seriously, folks, we've come down here to help you, edify you, to be edified and taught ourselves. You guys have so much to teach us and humble us. And we grow together, but it doesn't matter if you get frustrated at something I say. Um, let me give you a little example of what I'm talking about, how we can mix things up. Don't get frustrated at me too much. You can say, in the area of modesty, we're going to go over some areas here real quick. I got like five wrote down. You can say, I believe that women should be in skirts and not in pants. Now, folks, that is external, and it's a standard that you've developed. And you've got to be real careful not to look at somebody and say, I'm going to judge you because you got a skirt on, and i got pants on, or you got pants on, i got a skirt on. You're like, I don't know about that, preacher. It's an external, it's a standard. There are, princi- there are principles of modesty, and there are convictions about modesty. We're going to go over that tonight. 
But that's an outward standard. You might have that, and it's okay if you have that, but you cannot enforce that on somebody else's life. You get on a plane, and you go over to India with me. I won't walk around too much, though. You go over to India with me. Some of the women are wearing, like, pants-like stuff, and some of the men, the older men, they're wearing what you call a loony. You know what a loony is? It's a skirt. I'm like, guys, what's wrong with you? You got it backwards in India. It's like Pastor Carl was talking about today. You, t- you think you're taking American Christianity everywhere around the globe, and they're like, leave your American Christianity here and bring your Bible, because it's all Bible in the end. So this pants skirt thing is external. It's a standard in your home, and it's okay if you have that standard. But be careful to look and judge somebody else if they're not up to your standard. Make sure you have a conviction based on a Bible principle and modesty. And there are plenty that you can develop in that area. We'll go over some now. That's a little bit of an example. And you still might be a little bit like, I don't know about this. Let's work through some and see if you catch on. Remember, Bible principle, okay? That's about timeless. Conviction, internal, internalizing from a Bible principle, Bible verse, a Bible text. Okay, they don't change. You die for convictions, internal convictions. A standard is an external action type of thing that can change over the years, but they are buttons to hold your convictions together. They are good and they are important. But be careful with them. And that's why Ben Everson was here. And he's like, do you want to want to be fighting and killing somebody over a standard, a family standard you have, when maybe you should be having fellowship and friendship just because it's different? Like, if you come over to my house and you think you're bringing salmon and I got a Big Mac and you're like, well, the dietary laws say you're unhealthy and you're not eating very healthy and I'm much more spiritual than you are. Like, I'm going to say, forget it. I have liberty and freedom to eat my Big Mac and you can sit over there and eat your salmon if you want. Those are standards. External standards. Okay, let me get going. Now, I'll give you an example of the first one I'm going to walk through. As you see how I walk through this, I'm going to see if you want to participate. If nobody wants to participate, it's okay. I'll walk through each one of them. I got about five of them. If you want to participate, you're going to have to think fast, go through the Bible, grab principles, write a principle down, and then think of like a one-sentence conviction statement. Most of them will start with, I believe, internally. Write it down. And then from that conviction, write out a standard that you might have personally or as a family. Write that out. Okay, so you'll catch on here. Um, So, helpful participation. If you'd like, if you don't, just sit back, learn, watch, have fun tonight. Example differences, okay. Principle of authority, is that a principle? You obey obey the police? Yeah, You, you obey President Biden? Yeah? I can't wait to get to Romans 13, folks. Romans 13 has some pretty stern challenges about obeying the authorities. Family, children, parents, all kinds of authority situations, right? Principle of authority. Pastor Carl's the lead pastor here. He's the authority. He's the lead under-shepherd here. We follow his lead. He's leading us to green pastor. He's not driving us. He's leading us. Okay, so principle of authority. (sighs) We got to think up. Some principles of authority, okay. As we're thinking, we're thinking, we're thinking. It is right to obey God-given authority in our life, okay? Romans 13, tough passage. Pastor Carl is saying, give the church, you better pay your taxes. You better do these kind of things. Mark will say, you better pay your taxes, So, okay, principle of authority, Romans 13, Ephesians 6. You know Ephesians 6, children obey your parents and Lord. Dads, don't bring your children up to wrath. You know that whole passage there. And then Hebrews 13, 17. Okay, what have we done? Principle of authority, we have drawn out rock-solid Bible principles, principle of authority. Okay? We're not giving our opinion. 
By the way, biblical counseling too, when you're counseling somebody, you better bring out biblical passages, verses and passages and contextual to help people and give them hope and help. Um, okay, so. My conviction based on principle of authority. My conviction. Now what does my conviction need to be? Internal, external. Internal. Good, folks. See how easy this is going to be? It's an internal expression based on a uh, principle of authority. Okay, so they normally start with I believe because I believe is internal. And what, okay? I believe I should be content through the tests and trials of life on principles of authority. Uh, I really think I was more content with the last four years of presidency than this one, but I still need to be content. God is sovereign. God is in control. Um, Philippians 4.11 is a good Bible principle verse there. Not that I speak in respond of one, of respect of one. For I have learned, Paul says, in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Do you see how they match my conviction? Okay. My conviction based on principle of authority. I believe that I should do all, should, should do, should glorify God in some way. I, I believe that all I do should glorify God in some way. You believe that? And if you don't, it's like then, then you could do things that don't glorify God. Um, what would be a good verse for that? I'm not developing verses because of that. Actually, I'm developing the conviction based on the verse. So I know Romans 10.31 very good, whether, whether, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the but, glory of God. Does the conviction draw from the, could you use that in principle of authority? Police officer pulls you over and you're steaming, you're mad. Whatever, I, I don't have enough time to go through all these illustrations tonight or I'll be out of time. And you, you're, you're reciting the verse in your mind. You know how you do that all the time. A verse pops up, whether for you eat or drink or whether you're driving or you're doing this or that or I do all to the glory of God. Okay, so how about my standard from my conviction developed from principle of authority? It's not tough, three categories. will obey my parents. Pretty good standard to have, isn't it? Do you see, is that internal or external? It's kind of internal to do, but it's external. It's external. I will listen and follow through with my God-ordained authority. Whatever that may be, whatever that may be, well, I don't like my mom and dad's advice. Well, I will tell you, you might have some problems, personality problems or whatever it is. It could be rebellion. It could, might not be rebellion. But if it's good biblical sound advice from your parents <clears throat> and it's not, they're not asking you to sin, you know, there's, uh, you better listen to them. So that's one example of a principle of authority. Now, you could lay out a whole bunch more stuff there. That's just an example of one category. Now, I'm going to bring up another category, and we'll see if we want to work at this or not. Um, principle of purity. That's a category. Could we, could we do principle of purity? Does God call for Christians, his children, his people to be pure? Yes or no? Work with me tonight. Yes, Absolutely. So you be thinking in your head if you want to right now. Principle of purity, right? Think of verse maybe, a principle. We do have to be careful. Sometimes you grab a verse and you want to make a whole big old rabbit trail out of it and make sure the context is right on there as far as purity. And as you're thinking of that, you're trying to think, or what passage? It might be a passage. There's some passages I have. I can't put the whole text down here. But there's some passages I have. 
maybe be thinking right out, I believe statement. I believe, and that's your internal conviction. I believe based on that passage. That's your conviction. I believe based on that passage. That's your conviction. And then think, okay, what kind of standard could I draw out of that as far as principle of purity? What kind of standard could I draw out of that? I'll just give you a couple moments. We're, we're doing good on time tonight. <clears throat> principle of purity. Is there a passage that talks about principle of purity? Yes, there are. And could I really sit down, husband and wife, dad, mom, children, family, grandma, grandpa, grandchildren, cousins, relatives, whatever, church, could I sit down and could I grab passages, key passages dealing with principle of purity? I believe, I believe, I believe based on this Bible principle. I believe based on this Bible passage. And then could I even sit down and like, okay, so I'm going, we're going to write out some family standards, the stutzes. We had all kinds of family standards. Some of our kids didn't like so well. Some I had to evaluate. You know, they were good when they were five years old. But the, some of the standards needed to change a little bit as I got older. And we discussed and talked about. And the kids got clever. And we couldn't just uh, 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 steam over them. They got clever. They got smart. Their brains got big. And like, hey, come on, Bible college. And guess what we studied? <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, do I. They really challenged me to study now. <clears throat> okay. Anybody want to take a shot at it, or do you just want to run through this? Bible verse. Okay. First John three three. What's that, Mark? Uh, can you run up a mic for him real quick? Good, Mark. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Excellent. That's a great, rock solid verse there. Excellent. Did you kind of come up with maybe a conviction off that verse, or like a, or or are you just taking one step at a time right now, one step at a time? So that's a great verse. So what you would do, like Marx did, perfect, pulled out a passage, pulled out a verse on purity, and then he would, I believe, based upon that Bible principle, that passage, I believe. Yes, yeah, so I would strive in my life to be pure. So Mark. Personally, in his heart, in my heart, I would, I would strive to be pure. Perfect. That that <coughs> that doesn't change in your Christian life. The, your whole life, you want to strive to be pure, and then Mark can actually draw out some external standards for his life. It might look a little different than Woody or Jonathan or somebody else. You have one, or what would come to mind is like. Um in my desire to be pure and strive to be pure, that I would commit to read my Bible every day. That's awesome. But sometimes I don't. And that's external, isn't it? Yeah. That's external. And it's not like God is going to <laughs> rain down uh, fire and brimstone on you if you don't read it for a day. But you just know you, you need to feed, yeah. and you're lacking if you're feeding. That's excellent, Mark. The internal, I want to be pure all my life, based upon the the passage he pulled out, and then he's like, to stay pure all my life, I want to read the Bible every day. That's external, standard, okay? Now, that's a pretty strong standard, and that wouldn't change too, too much at all. It should be there all the time. Good, excellent. Let me uh, work through this a little bit. That's, that's an excellent example, brother. Got, okay, Deborah, go for it. You got a passage? What? I can't see. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister. I got terrible eyesight. I had corneal transplants in both eyes in college, so I don't see real good. Well, I have Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Outstanding. Outstanding. Good work. Um, is there a I believe in your life? I believe everything in God's word is true. I believe we should keep our eyes from seeing things that are 
So, so what you did, excellent. You went from a Bible principle, and then you went to an inner, internal conviction. But then you started rolling into an external standard because you're talking about your eyes and what you see and read and all this. That becomes external. That's a standard. So just be careful of the internal versus the external. Great work. Excellent. And then, did you have your hand up? Okay. You want to know the verse first? And yeah. then the Do you have a passage or? Yeah. Okay. So Psalms 101 verses two and three. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, and thou, oh, wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house in a perfect heart. With a perfect heart, I will set no wicked thing before mine eye. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. I love that passage. I love that, that Psalm, Psalm 101. I love it. Do you have an... Uh, I believe, a, a conviction based on that Bible passage. Yes. I believe I should not view wickedness or sin presented lightly in the name of fun for enter entertainment purposes. Excellent. And so then can you take that a step farther? Like, sister over there, can you take it a step farther? That's your conviction. Do you have a standard that may be you or your family? Because you're different than everybody else. Men have strengths, weaknesses. Do you have a personal... Do you have a, a standard in your life that maybe you'd set up for that conviction? I do not watch reality TV shows that present sin and they laugh at it. You got it. That's a standard. Now, somebody else might like to watch reality comedy shows or something like that. I don't like to watch them if they have scripture or Jesus name or anything. I don't like that kind of comedy at all either. I don't like to watch it. But you got it. Good job. That's external. That's a standard. Good for you. It might not be for somebody else. Yes, sister. Go ahead, Terry. Uh, do you have a passage in mind? Ephesians 5, 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saint's. Outstanding. Great passage. Yeah. You have an, like an I believe statement. Uh, Your conviction, conviction would be that Christians should abstain from premarital sex. Okay. So and here's... Here's where the rubber hits the road a little bit. You're completely right, completely right. But that's an external, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, almost a mixture of a, a conviction and a standard mixed together almost. But we're going to get to that one in just a few minutes. But outstanding. Good okay, job. Well, standard, you said, could change. Yeah, could change. Yes. And premarital this, this premarital sex change, never changes. So I, I would call that a conviction. For a standard, though. Yeah. We won't allow our kids to have any visitors in their bedroom that are of the opposite sex. There you go. Outstanding. There you go. You nailed it. Good job. Let me uh, t go down through this a little bit. You be continue to think here a little bit. Principle of purity. I didn't have some of the passage you, you folks came up with. Um, a believer has a responsibility to keep pure. Uh, just a boiled down uh, principle. Psalm 119, 9 through 11, First uh, Thessalonians 4, and then my conviction based on principle of purity. Um, I believe I should not look at unclean or wicked things. Um, you folks were kind of talking about that, and um, trying to keep up with. Now, I did have Psalm 101. I love that passage, Deborah. Three, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Uh, David, you, can, you know why David wrote that, obviously, with Bathsheba and the situation there. Um, okay. Where am I going here? Sorry, I've got so many clicks here. My conviction based on another one, I believe that any kind of sex before marriage is wrong, and that's what Terry was bringing out. And I loved how you brought out your standard in your home. So she nailed it, home run over there. Um, they can be a little bit tricky, 
because of the external internal thing. First Thessalonians 4.4, 4, for this is the will of God. This is a real plain principle, right? Even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication. Um, Romans 6.18, being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness, right? Okay, let's go on now because let's draw up some standards. And I loved your standard over there. Um, my standard from my conviction developed from principle of purity. Um, I will not look at pornography. That's an external situation, right? So, and it's not like this standard would change too much. Like, like you have permission to look at pornography and I don't. This is a standard that we all would really, really enforce in our lives. Nobody would look at pornography. So some of these standards are pretty universal right on that they don't change and everybody does have them. But some of them are, can be a little bit tricky and different. Um, like Deborah, I will not listen to vulgar jokes. That, that crushes me too. When I'm around a crowd and they start getting a little vulgar or with jokiness or criticalness, I try to turn it because I don't like listening to vulgar jokes. Just don't like it. But that's an external thing. Um, so that, that's a standard that you draw up. I remember one of my children in Bible college, they went over to watch a movie with uh, about five or ten other people. And there was a movie showing. And that one of my children, like, I'm not going to hear all this uh, uh, cursing. And I'm not going to watch this. And they got up and I'm just not going to go through all this. Uh, that's an external standard, and there's a good standard. Standards are excellent. Um, okay, let's go a little further now. And principle of self-control. Are we supposed to keep our bodies under control? Self-control is that a biblical principle? Yeah. Okay, so let's think about it. Here's another example: a believer should keep his or her body under control. Okay. Um, my conviction based on principle of self-control, I believe I have the responsibility to keep my body under control. That's my conviction. And there's the principle we just had up there. Um, 1 Corinthians 9.27. Paul says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So the Bible principle, there the passage there, uh, develops, the, I believe, the internal conviction. We have responsibilities to keep our bodies under control. So now we can sit down and draw up some family standards based upon that. Okay. I will not take drugs that are not prescribed by a medical doctor. And we really go into biblical counseling a lot here, and we have to be very careful because a pastor's not an MD, or you or I are not an MD. As far as some of the drugs out there that you have to be careful of, but. I will not take drugs that are not prescribed by an MD to control my body. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not going to go too far on some of these. I'll let, you, know, you, you get it. Um, I will not overeat. Gluttony. Oh, come on. That's, that can be a, a problem. I can be a gluttonous, folks. You're like, you're in good shape. Oh, you never seen me eat before. So it's not a matter of, it's a matter of gluttony. Um, it's not controlling my body. You put a pizza in front of me loaded. You better get your pizza first. <laughs> because I could eat the whole thing if I could. I ate, one, there's no joke, I ate 17 tacos one time in one sitting. That was when I was a lot younger. And I, Okay. 
how about this one, folks? Oh, this is such a respectable area. I want to gossip. That's pretty, that's like, that's like, that's like a conviction based on a biblical principle, but it is also standard because it's external. But it is something that all of us should be like, we're not going to gossip. We're not going to overeat. We're not going to take drugs that an MD doesn't prescribe. Okay. Yeah. Because that could be a standard for somebody, but it's not sin if somebody else chooses to talk about not in a poor way. Right. But some people might take the standard of I'm not gonna talk about somebody if they are not present around me yep. to talk about Absolutely. Yeah, it's more of a fleshing out of a standard. Absolutely. Good thinking, Suze. Let's do um, principle of modesty. <sighs> Hot button, right? <clears throat> I won't ask anybody to draw up any convictions here. You all have conviction. You all have standards. We all Our convictions should be right on. Our standards can vary a little bit. Um, let's, a believer has a responsibility to dress modesty, modestly. Would you all agree with me at that? Yes. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. No fudging on that conviction. We all should have that in our hearts. Believer has a responsibility to dress modestly. Um, let's draw up some convictions, okay? Um, 1 Peter 3, 1 Timothy 2, 9. I don't have time to lay out every verse on these, so you can write them down. They're like what you guys, you guys have been coming up with passages and, and verses, and you know some of these pretty without me pulling them up, but that's the <coughs> Bible principle. Let's come up with conviction based on principle of modesty, okay? I believe I should keep all my thoughts pure. And our sister referenced Philippians back there. And that passage goes down through a list, and purity is one of them. Um, I believe I should keep all my thoughts pure. And I have her verse here. Uh, let's draw up another conviction on the same issue. Conviction based on principle of modesty. They're usually I believe statements that will continue to help us, I believe. I believe I should keep all my thoughts pure. Again, here's another verse, the same uh, conviction statement, but a different verse. And you can line up maybe verse, 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 verse on the same conviction statement. 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, narrow modesty. Control your mind, control your thinking, keep your thoughts pure. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10.5 is a great uh, passage uh, for our conviction there. Um, how about some standards? in the area of modesty from my conviction developed from principles of modesty, which are important, okay? I will use my body language and my speech to reflect modesty. It's important. I will use my body language and my speech to reflect modesty. I will dress to reflect personal diversity, which is great, while esteeming Christ-centered unity with my church and my community. 
You can't hardly dress immodest and still esteem, have a esteeming Christ-centered unity in your church and your community. Now you can even boil that down a little bit more if you want to. But we have to be careful. Here's the last one. Because I do want to get you out timely tonight. These are just a few. And again, this isn't like set in stone. Some of you have came up with excellent ones tonight. And you're thinking in your mind as some of these topics. And they, they just cross over. But the standard could change a little bit over years and over time. The conviction isn't really going to change. That's why all of us have the same conviction of being modest. We have the same conviction of being pure at heart. We have the same conviction. And these convictions draw up all kinds of different standards. And, and, and a lot of us will have the same standard. Mark brought out reading his Bible every day. We all better have that standard. Reading God's word, praying, singing, making melody from our hearts. Um, principle of work ethic. It, would this be a good principle? Would this be a good topic, work ethic? They tell me in, in businesses, they want to hire young men and young women with strong work ethics. If you show up on time or before time, and you show up every day and you're responsible and respectful, you show up, you've got a job, a well-paying job, and they want you. Work ethic. Why? Because I wouldn't say the work ethic situation, you just take it for what it is. But the Bible does talk about work ethic. Okay, that's a principle. And here's another I believe statement. I believe I should be a hard worker. And when I say that, I don't just give you my opinion. I believe I should be a hard worker. We come out with biblical principles because anytime you're counseling or talking to people or discipling people, they don't care a hoot about your opinion. They want to know you back up what you're saying with Bible principles or passages. Be careful not to just pull out one verse and hang your whole theological grid on that one verse like modesty or work ethic or purity. Be careful about that. There should be numbers of verses. Here I just pulled out a couple of them. Colossians 3.23, um, 2 Timothy 2.3. Um, my conviction based on principle of work ethic. And here's another I believe statement, okay? I believe I should be a hard worker. <laughs> You're like, duh, right? I believe I shouldn't be a hard worker, right? The Bible doesn't teach that. No parent's going to teach their children to be lazy, right? Proverbs, you go to Proverbs, all kinds of wonderful studies in Proverbs on, on work ethic. Um, where's our verse that we developed that conviction from? <coughs> Colossians 3.23. And whatsoever you do, do it what? Hardly as to who? The Lord and not as to men. I'm my boss, I'm going to show up on time. I'm, when I clock out, I'm going to make sure I clock out, you know, just the right time. My boss is watching. I tell you what, there's somebody so much more important watching than your, your boss. God is watching you. So that's why we do it hardly on the Lord. It's like what Pastor Carl was saying today. When you give, give hardly unto the Lord because it's the Lord involved in you. He owns everything. So... Second Timothy 2.3 Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. To be a soldier of Jesus Christ is not an easy life, is it folks? It's not been an easy life if you've been a Christian for any long. If you're a new Christian, it's not going to be an easy life. So those are some passages and I would sit down with somebody and I would be going over work ethic because maybe they are lazy and you're trying to disciple them, or maybe their life is in chaos, and you're doing some biblical counseling, and you're sitting down with a cup of coffee or whatever, and they're lazy, and they're lazy, and they're a Christian. And you need to help them, and you pull out some Bible passages, 
and you're going through, okay, there's, there's some convictions that you should have on Bible passages. And you walk through these passages with them and you help them come up with, I believe, statements, convictions in their life. And then, to take it one step further, my standard from my conviction developed from principle of work ethic. Can anybody think of any standards that would be helpful? Before This is our last one. What's a, yeah, Suze, what's a good standard? Go ahead, Gabe, please. So if I have breaks at work, don't abuse that break <coughs> time. If I have a 30-minute break or a 15-minute break, do the 15-minute break or 30-minute break, and don't check out of work. What about 35 minutes? No. And don't check out early or fudge your time card. I mean, if you're done at 3.30, don't... That don't leave be, at 325? Yeah, that would be, I would think, my standard. I mean, not I think my standard, but I think that would be a standard. Um, how yeah. that would flesh out. Time thing, yeah. 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 You draw that up, and that's probably not going to change too much in your life because that's really, really appropriate off your conviction. Um, that's great standards to have as far as time with. Yeah, any, uh, any other standards that maybe you draw up from good hard work ethic? Oh, yeah, Terry, go ahead been controversial some people might say I will never check my private email while I'm on the clock mm. well others don't have a problem with that which that's that's a tough one isn't it yeah. you better not rob your employee of, of time if you're working I guess it I guess it's one thing if you have the liberty and you're got some kind of job where you're on the computer and you've got everything done and there's a time thing you're like well I'm gonna check them but boy, when you're, you're supposed to be on clock with your employee, you better not be on your phone checking emails and everything. That's an outstanding, you really think outstanding, yes. That's the nitty gritty, that's where we're at in life now, isn't it, folks? Contemporarily, with social media and everything. Anything else? This is what I would, um, a couple of them, what I would draw out for my family or my life even, I will be on time to my job. Wouldn't that be a good standard? How about if you're running five minutes late all the time? The crew is waiting on you, and I'm paying the other five guys while we're waiting on you. That's a good, good standard to have, right, folks? How about I will go the extra mile in work quality? I'll impress my boss on that one. Who else will you impress? The Lord. Do it heartily unto the Lord. That's a good standard to have. How about I will not punch out early like Seuss said. Man, you have the best job in the world if you have standards like that. Christians ought to have standards like this. And you can develop all kinds of standards, folks, when you're dealing with things like this. They don't all look the same. That's the thing I'm trying to say. All of our standards don't look the same. Some of them are really, really, really important that they're gonna, we're all going to have really close to the same standards. Maybe some of them, maybe not so much so. Uh, there are some categories I did not purposely talk about. I could have, but we have to be careful. Uh, use principles. I'm always telling people, use Bible principles, Bible passages, like many of you pulled out tonight, Draw up your convictions off those I believe statements and then work on some standards and realize your standards could change over the years. Like I said the other night, if you weren't here, um, <coughs> I'll say this and we'll pray and, and um, we have a song we want to sing. I'm going to forgo that song. Can I do that? Do I have the authority to say forget the song? We'll pray here and then you guys can have fellowship, do whatever you want to do. You can run out. Just don't talk about the score because other people don't want to see it. They want to go home and watch it. Some of you, some of you don't, could care less. But, like, I had this, like, I, in the church back home, I never want anybody to see me in shorts, ever. I, somebody come over, I throw on a pair of pants real quick as a pastor. And, like, and like was it sin for me to have a pair of shorts above my knees, mid-knees, lower knees? Like, how, how would all that work out? Those are standards that I had today my standards changed a little bit. You might see me in a pair of shorts. Uh, you could still be pastoral 
uh, in leadership and stuff like that. Like you might like, no way, Pastor Cole's in a pair of shorts. I see his bottom legs. Really, is that sin, folks? No. There are some standards that are helpful in life. Just make sure they're buttons. They're they're helpful to hold your convictions, your internal convictions, the I believe statements together that are based on principles. If not so much, be careful because that's when the fighting and the fusing and how many of you have seen a church split before? Some of those didn't need to happen because of the standard of the color of the carpet or the color of the drapes or the, the seats or pews or some of those didn't have to happen. And they happened, and they didn't even know what they were fighting and fussing about instead of unity in Christ. We've got a good thing happening here at Anchor Baptist Church. You folks, this church is really spiritually exploding, numerically, and lots of neat things going on. All kinds of, the Lord has just have his hand all over. And you know, we get down with ABS, we're praying for Pastor Carl right away because he's just doing so well leading and pastoring this church. So, use your Bible. Draw principles, pull out principles, draw up convictions, draw up standards, and be careful with them. Make sure you don't become judgmental and force them on everybody else. Be careful. I hope I didn't mess you up, and so hope I was helpful tonight. Father, thank you so much for this evening. Uh, thank you so much for your eternal word. Really, we cling to your word because it does not change, and I, it really helps our convictions, our I believe convictions because they come right from your word, right from your heart. And then we, we try to work on standards that will help guide our families, our marriages, our children, raising up children. And Lord, uh, we're grateful for your good, right direction for our lives. Thank you for these people. And may you just help them as they continue on living for the glory of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31, in their lives. We praise you in Jesus' name tonight. Amen. Amen. All right, you folks have a great evening. Be careful, drive safely, no wrecks tonight.